thank you for joining me on another episode of She Leads Now podcast, where we help career and entrepreneurial women gain the tools to develop a success mindset, create winning strategies, build collaborative relationships, and take bold action towards creating impact and fulfillment in their lives and careers. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and I'm on a mission to awaken and activate women and emerging leaders so they can tap into their innate leadership ability, elevate their influence, and create the impact they were destined to make. If you're ready to up-level your confidence, courage, and influence, you've come to the right place. Join me weekly for insights, strategies, and resources to help you grow, develop, and embody the leader you were meant to be so that you can make the impact you know you are called to make and establish the legacy you've always dreamed. The world eagerly awaits the emergence of your brilliance, impact, and influence. So with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of She Leads Now. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and I am once again, excited to be sharing with you on the podcast for this 3M series, Mindfulness, Mindset, and Manifestation. And I'm leveraging this series to share with you during these summer months, as of the time of this recording, my transformation process over the, or the most recent, I should say, transformation process over the, the last couple of months or the last few months, actually. And so hopefully if you've been listening, you've been, you know, catching or picking up what I've been putting down and you've been able to implement some of those or at the very least start to consider what parts of your life might you want to change and what are some of the things that I'm sharing that I did and that I've coached clients through that might be helpful or supportive for you. So if this is your first episode, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. and. I can't wait to hear about your ahas and your experiences and listening to the show. Um, for those of you who have been riding with me day one or day whatever, um, thank you also for being here and being part of this community and being part of this collective of women who are elevating and elevating in every capacity our, our confidence, our impact, and our influence, as I like to say. So we are in, I believe, the fourth installment of this particular series. And so again, if you haven't caught the previous episodes, go back and listen to it, understand a little bit more of what prompted this journey for me or this leg of the journey and some of the initial things that I did. I won't go into details about each one. You can definitely listen to those episodes. Um, But the foundation of what started um, my shift and my change in every area of my life, basically, um, was a commitment. It was a commitment to one, experience life differently, and two, incorporate a morning routine. And so the last few sessions or last few episodes, I talked a little bit about, you know, the power of the morning routine. I talked about some of the things that I incorporated. So some of the books that I read and how they impacted me, as well as some lifestyle practices that I amp up that I was already doing, such as fasting. And so today I'm going to put this out here that there's a bit of a trigger. (laughs) There's definitely a trigger warning. So today won't be like the pretty and the highlight and the or highlight real and the glorious part of the transformation. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about the dark parts 
and how I was able to move and to navigate that. And so I've shared this before that, you know, oftentimes, especially for those of us who are in the self-help space or the coaching or therapy or whatever, you know, part of what makes us want to do or part of what drives us to do what we do in terms of serving others in their growth and in their healing, it's derived from the fact that we had to go through a process. And so we ultimately want to help others heal from what we've healed from. That may not always be the case. I know some people go into coaching and therapy and all these other practices just for the sake of money or for fame or for whatever. But I, I think for the most part, most people who go into this space, they have a heart to heal. And I dare say have a purpose that life's work is to come into this earth and heal. So with that, I also do believe that it's easy because it's so painful to grow and to heal and to move through these seasons of transformation and transition. It's so easy for us to gloss over the not so beautiful parts. And as I mentioned before, you know, I recognize that is such a disservice to people, especially when you're in that space and you can't quite articulate to others what it is that you're feeling and what it is that you're experiencing. And all you hear is, oh, I was at rock bottom. And then 30 days later, like my life completely changed and I am the most successful I've ever been. Right. When somebody is in the the darkness of their soul, as I like to call it, and as I refer to my experience, and you hear that somebody, you know, went from rock bottom to glorious lives in 30 days, it, it makes that journey seem that much longer, that much darker, that much scarier, and that much more alone. And so I don't want to do that to anybody. Obviously, there's probably not enough time and I I won't do that to you in terms of sharing every single day and every single detail of what I experienced. But I want to make it very clear that while you will always hear me talk about growth and expansion and elevation and transformation and transition and, you know, becoming the best version of yourself, you will always hear me talk about that. But I will also be very transparent of the what it requires of the sacrifice that you have to make, of the surrender that you have to uh, decide, of the yielding, of the pain, of the shedding, and of the dying to self or parts of yourself or beliefs that you've carried. You know, growth is not by any means easy and it's not by any means painless. And so having set that stage, today's episode is going to shed a little bit more light on those darker days and what I experienced, but less about what I experienced, but what I tapped into in those moments. So as I shared before, you know, the the premise or the purpose of me starting this journey, I didn't even know I was going on a journey. I just knew that I wanted things to be different because they weren't working um, in multiple areas of my life. And, you know, while I was going through the process, like I mentioned, I think last week, there were days where like, I just felt the glory of God shining on me. Like I, my brilliance was just shining. And then there were days where I just could not get out of bed. All I saw, all I felt, all I experienced was darkness. And I felt the most alone in my life. And it was a cycle. It it was just like one day I would have a powerful 
morning, right? Whether it's through my prayer or my worship and whatnot. And on that day, like be on 10 and then wake up the next day, like one drained or two completely depressed or completely confused or in a state of brain fog or in a place where I was grieving because the day before or a couple of days before, whatever presented itself to me that I made the decision to shed, there was a loss, whether that was a person, whether that was a belief, whether that was an identity, whatever. So I was literally going from, you know, being high on the mountain to low in the valley every couple of days. And if you know anything about the mind and the nervous system, you know, that is a lot of pressure and a lot of strain on your nervous system. And I didn't do it. I wasn't going through the process like ignorant to what I was feeling. It was just every time something came up, I just had this belief that, okay, this was coming up so that I can deal with it. So I was going to deal with it. And there were days where I was quite frankly like, I don't have it. <laughs> like, I am so drained. I am so empty. I am so emotionally barren that I simply cannot deal with this today. So imagine nine months of being on this emotional roller coaster. Imagine nine months of being, of putting all of the strain on your nervous system. And, and we know the fight, flight, or freeze, or fawn, right? All of those cycles, I'm cycling through those in a matter of days, not in a matter of months or a matter of weeks, but in a matter of days. Needless to say, by the end of March, and so this would be 2023 at the time of this recording, by the end of March and into April, I hit rock bottom. I had experienced a lot of growth. Don't get me wrong. I had experienced a lot of transformation. But the strain that I put on myself and the level of deep work that I was doing got me to a place where I just, I didn't have anything else. And again, trigger warning for those of you who are listening, who have dealt with, you know, mental health challenges or emotional challenges. Again, this is not meant to to trigger anybody. But at the same time, I think it's important to to highlight. And of course, as always, it's my experience, right? I'm just sharing my experience. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. And so I got to a place end of March and most of April where I was just depressed. And the funny thing is I had been depressed before. Like I've cycled in and out of depression most of my life. But this level of depression, it hit a lot different. I think part of the reason why it's so different was in the other experiences of depression, it was because something had happened externally. And of course, you know, I internalized it or, you know, things weren't going my way or I felt like a failure, whatever. This time around, I felt like I was doing all of the things that I was supposed to be doing to change my life and to create this new existence in all these areas of my life. And as much pain as I had processed through healing and all this other stuff, I was still in a place where I felt broken. And the interesting part of this is that this is not the first time I had been here. The last time I had been here at the place that I got to earlier this year was when I was 25. And at that time, I didn't know I didn't know myself. I didn't know God. Like I hadn't done any self-development work. Like life had just been hard up until that point. And it was just waking up every day 
with these messages of how unworthy, how unlovable, how ugly, how whatever I was. And this went on for months, like from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. All I heard in my head was how much of a worthless human being I was and how the world would be so much better without me. And I would be so much happier without all this pain. And I got to a place at, at 25 where I, I was done. I was done with life. Um, and so I don't share this lightly. Having been in that place of darkness multiple times, thankfully never to the extent that I was at 25, I recognize that place is real. It's a, it's real. It, it's as real as I'm speaking to you and breathing, whether it's true or not, it still feels real. And that's where I was. And at the time, initially, I was telling people, there are a couple of people in my circle that I had shared, you know, bits and pieces of what I was going through, not because I didn't want to share, or I was embarrassed or anything, but I just, I couldn't articulate. <laughs> I couldn't articulate or even begin to fathom how one day I was on this super high and the next day, like, I didn't want to live. It didn't make sense to me. And it made me feel like I was crazy. Like, I, there were literally days that I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, he's me. Are you imagining? All, like, are you creating all of this? Like, what is going on? Like, I felt so out of control, so broken, so alone, so dark. And of course, I'm, you know, at this time too, I'm reconciling <laughs> what I had been exposed to in terms of my relationship with God and my spirituality. And I was questioning that. And God, who had always been my rock and who was my saving grace at 25, or the hope of God that became my saving grace was no longer there. And so it was just, it was a very dark place for me. And so I got to a place where I was just like, okay, I need help. Like I, I need help while I can see growth, while I can see progress where I am right now, I have never been. And I don't know how to get out of this. I don't have a frame of reference for this. And if I don't get help and I don't get support, I'm afraid that I'm going to fall into that deep, deeper well of despair that I had been in at 25 and actually start to listen to some of the messages that were coming through. And so I ended up reaching out to my insurance company at the time. And I was just like, okay, look, I need a therapist. <laughs> like I, if you read my book, Transform the Journey to Becoming, you'll know that I've only had therapy or counseling, if you will, one other time in my life. And that's when I was in my younger 20s and I won't go into what I discovered there because I'm, I'm not trying to trigger anybody any more than I already have. You can read the book and you can learn more about that. But my entire life, in spite of all of the trauma that I had gone through, um, I had only seen a therapist for three sessions prior. And so for me to get to this place, and it's not that I, need, I don't believe in therapy. I wholeheartedly believe in therapy. I recommend therapy to my clients all the time. But I also probably because I had learned so many coaching tools and I also had this like belief of independence that we had to break through when that mirror came out. I believe that like I could get through whatever it was I was going through, that I had the strength and I had the grit and I had the courage and I had the resilience. As long as me and God were in this, then I could make it through it. And I could use my coaching tools. I could use my positive thinking. I could use my affirmations. I could use all these things, which I was using all of them. 
until I got to the place where they weren't working. And not only that, my relationship with God was in question. And so talk about my entire foundation, my identity, everything came to a screeching halt and I had nothing. And so I reached out for help. And one of the biggest or most alarming parts of that process was when the lady asked me, she was like, I have to ask this. She was like, have you had any suicidal thoughts in the last two weeks? And literally that day, (laughs) I had awoken to, might as well just call it a wrap, right? And so literally for weeks up until that point, I've been waking up every day with this bombarding or these bombarding thoughts of how this is too much. I mean, it was already painful when you were 25 and you didn't know better. And now you decide to make your life better and you're still experiencing this. And mind you, at the time, financially, my life was upside down. Relationships, family had been challenged. Relationships with clients, like everything it felt like, I should say. It felt like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And that everything that I had in my arsenal, everything that I had in my tool belt, everything that I believed about my safety and my security had come into question and I was just lost and I was empty. And so, you know, needless to say, she shared with me the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number. Now that number uh, exists. And actually, I know one of the one of the women who um, was a leading advocate to get that 988 number. Um, but nonetheless, I, as I was talking to her, I wrote down the number. And to this day, um, I have it on a sticky note and I have that sticky note mounted on my monitor because there were days where looking over at that sticky note on my monitor while I was trying to work, while I was trying to stay focused, looking at that number and just knowing that at any given moment, if I needed help, if I needed support, and I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional, but if I needed someone to talk to, that all I had to do was dial those three numbers and I would be okay. That was my saving grace during that time. And I keep it up to this day because I need that reminder that I have support. And I'm, I'm sharing this not to say that I feel like, it, especially because I know I, I have people on my network who, you know, are close to me to some extent who are probably listening to this were, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I didn't know, like you didn't reach out to me, you know, recognize that this wasn't about, you know, me not reaching out or whatever the case may be. It was literally, this was part of my process. And like I mentioned before, so much of this was so hard for me to even articulate in the time and in the moment that even if I wanted to reach out to someone and ask for help, I wouldn't even know (laughs) what it is that I needed them to help me with. So needless to say, that call to the insurance company was a lifesaver. I did end up getting a a therapist. Uh, We did a few sessions because of where I was financially. I couldn't, you know, I I couldn't continue with her very long. But in the time that I did uh, work with her, it was very helpful and beneficial and something that, you know, I plan to pick back up. But I wanted to share that as a reality of what the growth process really looks like. And in that book that I mentioned, The Language of Emotions, 
what I loved about that book and while I was in this process is that she explained that oftentimes when we are growing, when we are changing, when we are moving from one state to the other, the thoughts of not being here, the, the suicidal thoughts, that they're a normal part of the process. Now, I'm not saying they feel good and I'm not saying that we should listen to them, but they are a normal part of the process because what that is, is our soul telling us there is a part of us that we need to shed. There is a part of us that we need to let go. And depending on, you know, experiences that we've had, our mind might register that or our mind might whisper that the letting go is life. And it's not, it's never life. It's whatever it is that we're holding on to that has come to the surface and become so unbearable that we can no longer hold on to it. And our only choice is to decide to let go and surrender it. And so if you haven't picked up the language of emotions, I would highly recommend that book um, because it, it supported me so much in understanding why I was having these thoughts, despite the fact that I was also experiencing so much growth. And if you don't have a therapist and you need that additional support, I would highly recommend it. And I'll say it again, you know, the number 988, which is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, I keep it on my monitor as a reminder every single day that there's someone out there who will listen, even if I have nothing to say, and they will just sit there on the phone with me And it's just a reminder that I'm not alone. One last thing that I want to say about this, too, is, you know, not only understanding that, you know, there are dark points in this and, you know, asking for support. I think it's also critical, especially when you're in this vulnerable space, that you are discerning of who you reach out to for support. Up until this point, there were some incidents that happened or not incidents. I shouldn't put it that way, but. There were some experiences that I had with people who I felt that, you know, I I pretty much trusted and were close to. And in my attempt to share or be vulnerable, I what I felt was judgment and what I felt was backlash. And in some cases, like literally somebody tried to shame me as I shared with them, someone really close to me. I won't say who it is because that's irrelevant, but someone really close to me trying to shame me as I shared what it was that I was experiencing. And in that moment, I realized that not everyone is equipped to support me in my most vulnerable times. So that's not to say that gives me an excuse or anyone for that matter to hold up any walls or to keep barriers or to, you know, believe in the lie that you're alone. But I also think that it's important to to be very discerning of who to share your nakedness with, especially when you're in your most vulnerable state, but also not disregarding the fact that it's also okay to reach out for support for a listening ear to a friend, to a spouse, to whoever you feel and you know in your heart of hearts will hold that space for you. So that's what I have for you today. Hopefully that was uh, helpful. For you and and for those of you who are listening, if this triggered you in a way, please know that was not that was not my heart's desire. If anything, I want you to learn from the experience and kind of the steps that I took and, and what I leveraged to support me to help you out of it. 
Um, of course, you can always reach out to me. I know what being in that dark place looks, feels, and is. And so if you are listening and you are in that place, please know that you are not alone. Please know that I've walked through that journey multiple times. And if I, if need be, I will stop whatever I'm doing to help support you. Be that listening ear, just the person breathing really hard on the Zoom or on the other line. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Again, the the line is 988. If you're in the U.S., you can simply dial that and get support right away. With that, I'm sorry, today isn't like so bright and cheery as usual, but I still think that it was necessary to share that and hopefully you got some tidbits from it. So final couple announcements like I've been sharing. We are just a few weeks out from the book release. Yay. I actually have created the link for the pre-sales and have put them put that link in the show notes. So be sure to check below. Uh, you can order a copy of the book or you can order several copies of the book. But for those who order during the pre-order campaign, I will sign that book personally and you know write a little message in there and ship it out to you shortly following the release in mid-September. Again, I have a few openings for private coaching. So if you are in a place of transition or if you are looking to, you know, begin the process of transforming into the next best version of yourself, I would love to and be honored to come alongside you and support you in that process, be it personally or professionally. So please feel free to reach out at Sabine at SabineGideon.com. Share this episode. If, if you have someone in your network who is there, who has been there, or maybe they're edging towards there and who can really use the the vulnerability, the honesty, and the tools that I've shared today. Feel free to share this episode and, and of course, subscribe. If you haven't catched the Power of Money series, you can do so on my YouTube channel. Just search my name, Sabine Gideon, and those will come up. It's about 13 episodes and they were so transformational. For me, especially during that time, because that is the part of my life that needed healing. And that series was birthed out of my need for healing and surrounding myself with experts who could speak to what that process looks like of healing the relationship with money from, you know, your mindset to actual strategy and, you know, creating long-term and short-term goals. So be sure to check that out. And then, of course, you know, Reach out if you have any ahas or comments or questions. If you just, like I said, need a listening ear, reach out to me, Sabine at SabineGideon.com. Lastly, thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your network. Thank you for showing up for yourself. And my prayer is that in me sharing this process and this journey, while I understand that not everything will be applicable to you and some things may seem so far out of reach. The fact that you're listening to it, my prayer is that if and when you find yourself in this season or any one stage of this process that I will be sharing, that you will remember these words that I've shared and you will remember these tools that I've shared so that you can get the support that you need in that time and in that moment. With that, I will let you go and I will see you on next week. Well, I won't see you. I will chat with you next week during another episode of She Needs Now. With that, have a wonderful rest of the day and a wonderful rest of the week and we'll talk soon. Take care. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads Now. If you found today's episode helpful or got a piece of insight that you plan to implement in your business or organization, I would love to hear from you. Connect with me on LinkedIn at Sabine Gideon, that's my handle, and send me a private message or feel free to go ahead and leave a review on either Apple or Spotify. I also invite you to share this episode with anyone in your network who you think might benefit from this content. Lastly, be sure to check the show notes and the description below for links to resources, including relevant downloads, articles, and any upcoming training. Until we chat again, have a blessed and powerful week.